truth is, you know, your 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 income and your impact as an engineer is limited by your ability to influence people and influence decision makers because the higher you rise, eventually you're going to report to someone who's not an engineer. And at some point, your career is going to be limited by your ability to influence people. Yep. You know, whether it's your team, whether it's... Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the How to Get a Job podcast. Today, I have Doug Howard with me today. He's a leadership coach for engineers, and I'm super excited about talking on how engineers can become the best leaders and have amazing careers. Doug, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I'm glad to be here, Daniel. Thanks for that awesome introduction. Uh, no, no, no. I'm super excited. Uh, this is going to be a great episode. But I, I'm really intrigued. What made you want to kind of be a career coach for engineers that want to go into leadership or are going into leadership or are in leadership? Sure. Well, I guess the simplest way to put it is I wanted to be the resource that I didn't have when I was earlier in my career, when I was an individual contributor. I wanted, I knew I wanted to help people when I was an individual contributing engineer, but I didn't know how to develop these skills, you know, because most engineers aren't naturally outgoing. They're not people oriented. We're more process oriented and we're more introverted. So, you know, I didn't have anyone to help me develop these skills and help me kind of make that transition into leadership. And I eventually did. I moved into a manager and director role and I just realized that, you know, I would have probably gotten there faster if I had someone like me to help me develop these skills at a younger age. Absolutely. You know, I think it's, so you're, you're here telling me that a lot of times when you, we see a hiring manager in an engineering firm that they don't go through leadership training or management training or interviewing training. Well, they do, but it's not presented in a way that resonates for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to bore you with a whole bunch of deep human psychology stuff here, but, but a lot of what I do is based in human psychology and engineers, you know, most of us have a different way of thinking. And it's what makes us good at engineering, but it also hurts us when it comes to relating to non-engineers and just people in general. You know, engineers, the simplest way to put it is we're left-brained and we're more logical, we're more analytical, we're more comfortable with facts and objective analysis and things like this, but we're not as comfortable with, you know, the complexities of human emotion mm. and feelings and empathizing with someone else who doesn't have the same perspective or background as us. And it's not, you know, about being a good or bad person. It's just, it's not a skill that a lot of engineers have. It doesn't come natural to us. Then you go to college and you take all these technical training courses and Calc 3 and differential equations and advanced physics. And you just lean more on that left brain without really developing the right brain. And the right brain is in tune with feelings and emotions, your own, as well as understanding other people's emotions. And the reason I'm saying all this is because we're really uncomfortable when you're a left-brained person. You're, you're really uncomfortable when dealing with emotions and you get really uncomfortable with dealing with other people's emotions. So, but you need to be, you need to be comfortable with that side to be a leader and to connect with people and relate to them. It's so interesting um, because I feel like for me, it's the other side, right? I am the most extroverted in a sense. I'm more right-brained. I'm a more very creative side of it. I'm more emotional than I am. You know, it's sometimes, you know, in a factual way. And so like, I, I think I'm probably a lot of times in the companies the ones giving those trainings and, and you're right. Like I don't maybe take the time to go on to think about what, how's the other side feeling? So what do you think? Why, why should this be important 
if I am an engineer looking to, you know, grow in my career and, and my company, why should I consider like really building the skills? Yeah, well, it's because two main reasons. The first reason is, you know, we like to think logic prevails. When I say we, I mean engineers, you know, we like to think logic prevails and that, you know, if something's correct, it, it will shine. It'll, it'll, it'll rise to the top. But the truth is, you know, your, your, your income and your impact as an engineer is limited by your ability to influence people and influence decision makers. Cause the higher you rise, eventually you're going to report to someone who's not an engineer and you're going to work with cross-functional teams that aren't engineers that don't think like you. And meanwhile, you know, you, you need to know how to sell your ideas and explain your points in a way that gains buy-in from these people and gets them to understand, you know, where you're coming from. Because if you explain it in a way that makes sense to you, they're, they're not, they're not going to get it. They're not going to, Oh, well, you know, this is the, the logical points you're giving to me. Okay. I'm going to approve you for this, you know, major uh, decision, this major investment in, you know, a new technology or something like that, whatever you're trying to push for, you need to sell it in a way that's important to the other person and you need to speak their language too. So, so interesting. And so if we were to break down, it's okay. Hey, like Doug, I get it. I have to learn some of these skills. What would be those skills? Yeah, well, the first part is self-awareness, which might not sound like a skill, but it is. And you know, what I, what I like to call it is heightened self-awareness because you can't lead other people unless you know how to lead yourself. And that means, you know, being aware of your tendencies and being aware of how you react. What are your emotional triggers? What are the things that make you, you know, that kind of set you off? And with engineers, you know, we're best when we're staying in a, in a logical mode. And when our emotions are triggered, we're not at our best. We're no longer in the driver's seat. So it's good to be aware of these things and kind of observe these emotional triggers as they, as they kind of come and go so you can stay in control. And the way I, I talk about that is like leading yourself. Then the next part is really understanding human psychology because there's tons of different people you know, but different uh, types of people in the world, different ways of thinking, different perspectives. And, you know, our perspectives shape our perception of reality, Absolutely. you know, so two people don't have the same, you know, mutual understanding of something. We could both be listening to the same message right now and have two totally different interpretations of it. And that's where disconnects happen. But when you understand how other people think and how other people see the world and how they will, you know, zero in on different things that maybe you don't pay attention to, it'll help you gain more perspective and empathizing with them and explaining your ideas in a way that will resonate with them versus go in one ear and out the other. Um, but then with all that, then the big thing is just, how are you presenting yourself? How are you communicating? How are you adapting your communication style for other people? And what techniques are you using to influence other people? Cause that's what it all boils down to is, you know, creating efficiencies as a leader, not through systems and processes, but through people skills and, winning people to your ideas as quickly as possible and presenting it in a way that gets them to buy in instead of having to play tug of war with them all day. So when, when I hear you talk to me, this makes perfect sense to me, to me, I understand like, Hey, doubling down on the soft skills and really building the, you know, the self clarity and having that empathy makes sense. But I also don't think like, you know, like an engineer does. So what do you think, what do you feel has been the biggest pushback? that some engineers have from wanting to build the soft skill side of it. Yeah, I think it's just there, a lot, a lot of times, you know, we're too logical for our own good. We're too pragmatic for our own good and soft skills is an intangible thing. Yes. 
you know, when we're measuring numbers and KPIs and productivity metrics, you know, it's pretty easy. Okay. Here's the cost. Here's the investment. Here's, here's the effect. You know, I can, I can see a black and white, you know, results ratio here, but when you say, okay, soft skills, first of all, it's kind of hard to quantify soft skills in itself. It's like, what is that? Uh, communication? Is that relationship? Like, like, what is that? So it's, it's, it's hard to quantify that in itself. And then how do you quantify the result on something that is hard to quantify? Right. So I think that's the main pushback is just, you know, as engineers, we'll want to like invest in a technical skill. We'll want to invest in a certification. We'll want to invest in something that, you know, is a tangible thing that we can put up on our wall or put on our resume. And I think that's where the biggest drawback is. It's not a tangible thing. It's, it's very hard to quantify for a logical minded person. So then how do you overcome that? Like what, so what is the sales pitch that like, not necessarily like the sales pitch, like, so like, how do you essentially help them see the other side of saying like, Hey, I know it might not be easiest to quantify, but here's why if you're trying to get to these levels of your career, this becomes a must have and not, it's not a luxury. Well, the, the main point, and I, and I, I said it a moment ago, but the main point, there's, I guess, two, two aspects to this, but the main point is, you know, at some point your career is going to be limited by your ability to influence people, yep. you know, whether it's your team, mm -hmm. whether it's cross-functional teams, whether it's your boss, whether you want to be an entrepreneur and work for yourself, whatever, you know, at, at some point decisions about you are not made by tools and softwares and objective analysis. It's made by people. And people aren't sold on what you do or what you did. They're sold on how you make them feel. Mm -hmm. And that's what it all boils down to. They're sold on how you make them feel. And I hate admitting this as an engineer. It took me a long time to kind of get over this stigma I'm about to share because as, a, as an engineer, you know, I think my performance should speak for itself. Yeah. You know, I, I did this, I did this job. Well, I outperformed my peer. I, I <laughs> should get promoted. I should get the raise, whatever, but life doesn't work that way. You know, the way it is in reality is if people like you, if, if you explain it in a way that makes it easy for them to understand, then they'll want to support you. Yeah. They'll want to lift you up. They'll want to promote you. They'll want to give you the opportunity. And that's, that's, it's as simple as that. It's really interesting because at the end of the day, yeah, like companies are still run by humans and humans are very uh, emotional creatures. And as much as an engineer might not be as emotional as, you know, every, the rest of the company, uh, those decisions are made by people and, and you're right. And, and it's like the phrase is like, it's how, it's not what you say is how you make somebody feel is, is people don't remember what you say. People remember how you made them feel. Right. And I forgot who that's a really famous quote. And I, and I totally forgot the person who said it. So I, I apologize for that, but, um, I can see how it, it, it becomes, we can say it's you. What is it? <laughs> we can say it's you. No, it definitely wasn't me. No, 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 no don't, don't give me credit for that. Uh, um, <laughs> But that, I do think that the engineers that they end up do take, I think that it is, and I don't know, I think it would be easier for the engineers to learn the soft skills than it is for, I would say like a salesperson or more someone with a, a business background to learn the technical skills. So for those engineers that do take on uh, the, the, the challenge, because I don't know that it's going to be easy, but it'd be definitely be worth it to learn those em the empathy, the emotional intelligence, you know, the, the confidence, the clarity, you know, the, the ability to sell themselves, their ideas, uh, their thoughts, the, to learn the art of persuasion in, in, a, in, a, in a right way. I think that becomes a superpower that it's going to just catapult you because you're going to be able to talk to both sides um, and be able to be that, that interpreter. 
Yeah, I know. I love the way you worded that. There's a lot to unpack with what you said because there's, there's you, you hit it right on the head. And, and uh, I thank you because you, you beat me to it. You know, first of all, engineering managers, that's what you are. You're an interpreter. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to know how to speak with the executives, which is a totally different language, yeah. but you need to know how to speak to executives. And then you also need to speak to the ground level engineers. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 you constantly are juggling and trying to make expectations clear because the higher ups are so disconnected from the ground level, they don't even get it. And then uh, vice versa, the, the ground level doesn't understand what you're dealing with when you're dealing with the execs. So you're just stuck in between. But, but I want to hit on something that you said, you know, it is easier for engineers to learn the soft skills versus the other way around versus, you know, I don't know, a salesperson to learn technical skills. And I, I learned firsthand. You know, my career was stuck forever when I was an engineer, when I was an individual contributor, I, I was running circles around my peers and I, I was, you know, I felt like making it so obvious to my boss that, you know, I was ready for these other opportunities. But every time I, you know, went in and, you know, asked, you know, hey, I'd like a raise or I'd, I'd like to be considered for leadership roles, uh, it always became a conflict. You know, he always take, took it like offensively. He always took it like I was being aggressive and I couldn't understand why. And it hit, you know, kind of came to a head one point where I was basically given an ultimatum. You know, my boss thought I was being a jerk and I, I didn't under, I didn't feel like I was, I felt like I was just saying what I deserved and why I deserved it. And he's, you know, Hey, are we gonna have a problem here? Is this not going to work? You know, do we have to, <laughs> do we have to put you on another team? And I couldn't understand, like, what's the disconnect here? I don't understand why I'm being perceived this way. And it was kind of an eye opener for me to take a look in the mirror and figure out like, how am I presenting myself to other people? You know, how am I coming off? How is this person reading me? Because I'm not trying to come off this way. And that was kind of the the eye opener for me to realize, you know what, it doesn't matter what I do. It's, it's how the other person views me. It's how the other person sees what I do. And, but where I'm going with this is, you know, engineers can learn these skills as long as it's taught, taught in the right way. And that's what I do when I help engineers is I don't teach these skills like other training programs do, you know, other training programs assume that you're naturally outgoing and they assume that, you know, you're, you're just gonna, Oh, Hey, go be nice to people smile. And you know, things will just take care of itself. But no, I don't teach it that way. I teach it through logical frameworks and everything I do is based in science and everything is based on, you know, if you do this, this is how the other person will react. And I teach you, Kind of, I like to describe it as I teach you how humans work. It's a system, you know, because that's kind of what we are. You know, when you when you take a step back and you think ancient mankind and ancient, you know, civilization, and you know, we all played different roles and we all kind of fall in line into society. And outside influence kind of prevents that from happening. So if you work in a bad company culture, that'll break that, yeah. and people then all of a sudden won't cooperate. So I teach you as a leader how to remove that bad outside influence so that everyone kind of falls in line and, and people want to follow and support each other and work together because we are, I like to use engineering terms when I'm explaining this stuff. We are programmed in our brains through evolution to cooperate and to want to support each other and to want to be a team and to want to collaborate. It's outside influence that prevents that from happening. So what I teach engineering leaders how to do is to recreate kind of that homeostasis. You know, how do you create that homeostasis on your team where people want to rally around it and want to buy in and want, want to follow? and want to support and want to 
work together towards achieving a, achieving a common goal. So I think you maybe explain this a little bit, but like what, what, what would, would you say is different from your program from like reading a book, like how to win friends and influence others or how to, you know, there's amazing books out there like persuasion. Uh, what do you think is different? What would be the difference between them? Somebody listening to this as an engineer and saying, Hey, let me just go read those books or let me go work with Doug. Yeah. Well, the first thing, uh, just speaking of efficiency is I'll get you there faster, but that's not the only thing, but like, I'll get you there faster. Cause I've read all these types of books a thousand times, as well as combining this with human psychology is, is the main difference. But, but what really makes this difference as far as how I teach it is, you know, you'll read a book like Dale Carnegie's how to win Fr friends and influence people, which is a great book. I'm not, you know, discredited. I think it's one of the best books ever written, yeah. but you know, it teaches you how to do things in a specific way in a specific situation. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm an engineer and I go try this technique and it doesn't work, I'm lost. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, wait a minute. I tried that thing in the book and it didn't work for me. Um, the person didn't respond that way, or I don't, I don't know how to apply this to my unique situation. So instead of giving you like specific tools, Dan, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't say, Hey, go do this. And then this will happen. I teach you at a higher level, how the system works. You know, what are the things in a, in a, in a, in a, I guess, in a psychological sense, what are the things that motivate people? How do you, how do you, how do you get that person to show you what motivates them, you know, so that you can understand all types of people. And the, the easiest way to describe it is, you know, yes, we're all unique individuals, right? But at some top level, right, we're all the same. Yep. You know, we all eat, sleep and breathe. Mm -hmm. And then that's a very, you know, oversimplification, yeah. but psychologically at some level, we are all the same. We all have the same triggers and, and we all react to the same. We all, we all have dopamine sensations and whatnot and reactions. So I teach you how to, you know, that, that fundamental foundational knowledge, how do you connect with all individuals at that top level and use that to, to open up, to get them to open up to you and connect with them and meet them where they're at and connect with the individual so that you can basically get them to show you who they are. I think I said that right. Get them to show you who they are. <laughs> And then that way you can speak in terms of their interest and, you know, explain things in a way that's going to make them want to take action or want to help you or want to make the decision you want. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I, I do think like there's a, um, the best way to reach any goal is to learn from someone who's done it. Right. And I think those books are great, but I think that uh, learning from someone like that has been in their shoes and it can, is trying to get to where you are. Like you were an engineer, you then became a leader and engineer. Right. And then, you then was like, Hey, I know how you feel. So I built a program to help you get there faster. I think that is the biggest shortcuts in life. Right. And so, um, Doug, for anyone listening, that's interested in learning more about your flagship programs and what you do, what is the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, I would say, um, you can DM me on LinkedIn. So uh, LinkedIn backslash Doug Howard. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and also, um, my website, DougHowardCoaching.com. And I also have a YouTube channel where I do weekly videos on topics related to engineering leadership. Uh, and that's at uh, Doug Howard on YouTube. And, um, and then you can also feel free to shoot me an email too, uh, Doug at DougHowardCoaching.com. I'd be more, happy to, more than happy to answer any questions. Uh, you know, tell me about what's going on with, with your role as a leader or if you're trying to get in a leadership role. And I'd be more than happy to give you some advice on that. No, I love it. So we're going to put all those links to your LinkedIn, Doug, to your website and your YouTube channel, all going to be on the show notes. So make sure you follow uh, Doug. Thank you so much for uh, attending this episode of the podcast. This has been amazing. Um, at least for, at least for me, I learned, you know, 
a lot about like the importance of, you know, learning both sides. For me, maybe I need to focus on learning some analytical and for all my analytical friends that are listening, uh, learning some of the soft skills. So uh, Doug, again, thank you so much. And for, for all of you listening, catch you guys on the next episode. How to get a job podcast. You do have to identify. And I'm super back. I really wish that. Hey, I have some sales. My dad died when I was three months. All right, so welcome to this week's rant, and today I want to talk about soft skills. Soft skills are so important, they're underrated, and it's because what we talked about it in, the, in, the, in this interview is that it's hard to quantify. It's hard to quantify how building your sales skills, how building your emotional intelligence skills by building empathy and building you know, the ability to read the room and build relationships and network, how to quantify that in your career. But uh, Doug is right. Like you hear it directly from an engineer, how important it is to build those soft skills, right? You have to understand that yes, there's technology and new technology every single, it feels like every single day there's a new technology out there. But as long as humans are still making the decision, as long as hum- the CEOs of companies are still humans, as long as recruiters and hiring managers are still humans, as long as those decisions are still made by humans, then you need to learn how to deal with humans. You need to learn how to build relationships. You need to learn how to be a good listener. You need to learn how to sell. You need to learn how to sell your ideas, your thoughts. You need to learn how to persuade and get people to do what you want. And that also applies to your friendship. That also applies to your relationships. And so to me, doubling down on your soft skills is crucial. I think that you should be reading some of those books. If you're not an engineer, I, I really believe that one of those best books we talked about a little bit is How to Win Friends and Influence Others by Dale Carnegie. There's another book called Persuasion. There's tons of amazing books out there and YouTube videos that teaches you the art of human behavior. Understand the psychology of humors. Human is going to be one of the best skills, investments that you make in your life. Again, uh, don't sleep on that. I know that is much, much easier to go get a certification on a particular technology, but don't sleep on your soft skills. It's one of those things that will pay dividends for the rest of your life. Look, if you uh, enjoyed this episode, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel and share it with a friend. If you are a job seeker, specifically a STEM student looking to get your first job out of college and would like to learn how we at Opni Careers help you land amazing jobs without applying to hundreds of companies, definitely check the link below so you can learn how we work with our clients. Again, thank you so much and catch you guys on the next episode. See ya.